Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's the slop seat around the world. Celeste's got a new friend and Bonnie. Well, Bonnie's in some deep water, if you know what I mean. Stay tuned because we're talking Big Little Lies season two on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the Yes, get it, Simone. We're on the same wavelength. What's up, everyone? We are here for the Big Little Lies After Show on AfterBuzz TV, talking season two, episode four. She knows. I'm your host and resident superfan of Reese Witherspoon, Ollie Drennan, and joined by me is the amazing social media queen herself. That is Simone Thomas. Hey, guys. Nice to be back. Yes, absolutely. We're The two of us are holding it down this yeah. week. Unfortunately, Jesse Zayner and Mia Bradham, they can't make it. Mm-hmm. They got other other obligations, gigs, whatnot, have you. But we're here holding it down. Yep. Talking this amazing Ooh-wee. episode. Simone, we watched it just now. We were living. Oh, my gosh. Last week was a little bit of a it was a little uh, of a downer, yeah. not so much craziness. A little slow, but this one definitely. This week, episode four, she knows made up for it. It just kept happening and like stop wouldn't stop. <laughs> I know, and I'm, I'm like, my notes are just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can it get any more worse? And then it does. Right, and but we were here for it. Absolutely. Yes. Oh no. Oh everything i love right. it all we do have a live chat so you guys yes. are a part of this show as you know so if you're tuning in live let us know your thoughts your theories your mm-hmm. questions anything we missed we'd really love to you know shout you out and keep all the discussion that. going exactly but first simone yeah initial thoughts a lot to process a lot to unpack but you gotta tell me what, what, what's going through your mind right now all I can say is I'm living for the drama. Everyone's life is turning upside down. Like, there's no single person who's coming out of this unscathed. Right. All the marriages are falling apart. The kids are kind of the innocent ones who have to mm-hmm. deal with the parents' terrible choices. Right. And I really, really feel for Bonnie and her mom. And right. I'm curious how all of this is going to play out. I'm shocked. because mm-hmm. What I also love is that it's not all about it's obviously about the big lie yeah. about you know Perry's death murder whatever you want to call it yeah he deserved Manslaughter. it Manslaughter <laughs> no but it's also about we're seeing other issues that aren't even necessarily related to his death we're seeing that with Renata which we're going to talk about Ooh. girl and how her husband Gordon just kind of went behind her back and now she's like beating herself up self up about it and it's just like really expanding upon everything outside just the murder of Perry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm totally here for it. We got yes. a lot to talk about. We got to talk about Madeline. Oh my gosh. Ed. We got to talk about Renata's downward spiral. We got to talk about Bonnie. Jane. Yes, Bonnie. Jane, Bonnie. So much to talk about because I feel like this was a great episode where everyone had kind of like a cute little piece. Some more yes. than others, but mm-hmm. everyone kind of had some spotlight. Oh, in this yeah. Episode. Everyone had their own personal drama. Mm-hmm. So let's kick it off first with Renata. Okay. I love starting it off with <laughs> Renata because you know when you start off with uh, Laura Dern, Renata, yeah. you know it's like <laughs> it's such a good icebreaker to yep. get it because she always has such a good line. Oh my gosh. This week her line was, last week it was um, no, it was well. One of the weeks was I will not not be rich, rich. but this week <laughs> it was um, I'm self made. Remember yes. that? 
and during the bankruptcy hearing oh my gosh let's just say humility is not her strong suit like she's like i earned all this i'm not about to be humble humble for what but i have to agree with her in a sense because it's like this is all gordon's fault and i I did kind of feel bad for her because she's beating herself up so much at the party shout out to her party she is the queen of parties the disco 70s theme party amabella who's like what eight nine wasn't oh that wasn't that's not her gig that's no. not her the party's all. for renata not for <laughs> amabella <laughs> but there's that scene at the party where she's just kind of monologuing it with gordon standing by literally right behind her and she's just beating herself up about the mistakes she made even though it's not necessarily her fault, her fault. Yeah. so what were your thoughts on renata in this episode and were you here for her looks at all oh i i love the aesthetic the wardrobe the costuming was awesome i the the quote that stuck out to me the most was when she was yelling at nathan and ed because they were fighting and then she brought them up and she's like this is about happiness and it was so poignant because it symbolized why she was having that party obviously to like celebrate her daughter Mm -hmm. but also to at least have some type of positive example or just like reflection of something in her life because right. everything else is just going down the drain mm-hmm. and like I said she was throwing the party for her child but really just to kind of help ease and appease all of the other chaotic things right. going on in her life so she doesn't need any unnecessary adult drama because the adults are the reason why everyone's yeah. in the mess she that they're in she doesn't, we're seeing the cracks obviously yeah. in her her character and her life but mm-hmm. not that the town isn't because she has like this status exactly. she has money she has wealth and even in this episode, what was stuck out for me was not only the quote of mm-hmm. "I'm self-made," no, but seeing her give up her Rolex, yes. her and the ring, her, the ring, the ring was so symbolic of their relationship is already in turmoil. But right. taking off the ring was so much more emblematic. Of it wasn't about the, Gordon. No, yeah, it was emblematic of this like shift and them already being like just on different pages mm-hmm. but that even solidified that there is a crack in the marriage more. right and then seeing not the crack in the mirror but the yeah. mirror her looking at the mirror after the party is said and done mm-hmm. you know they just had well there were some hiccups at the party yeah. we'll talk about but that was kind of almost i hope i hope i'm wrong that was like a swan song mm. almost about going out with a bang because her money her wealth is depleting mm-hmm. as we know it oh, and i feel bad because i like to believe that she really does love her daughter Amabella Mm -hmm. so much you know she really like you could you may not like Renata but she loves her goddamn Mm -hmm. daughter okay we saw season one we saw in season two but just seeing her look at herself in the mirror and where she is now with Rolex is gone her ring's gone she's no no makeup this is like her raw state and how she just kind of crumbled the facade is slowly starting to crack and I'm just wondering how much longer is it going to be until the rest of the town the rest of society yeah sees yeah Right. It's almost parallel to when, uh, and we'll get to Celeste and Jane and all those people later, but when Jane approached Mary Louise and she was defending Celeste and Mary Louise responded saying, you guys see the best of her as a parent. You don't see her inside the home with the medicine cabinet. And it's kind of similar to Renata. We see her with her riches and all of these glamorous things that she does, yet no one knows right now that all of that is completely a farce. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a weird sense, I'm kind of glad that she's getting this taken away from her. I was going to say that, too. I'm like, am I a bad person for feeling that? Be- but I just think sometimes 
I don't, Renata's not humble and she's still not humble going through this. Like she still feels very entitled. And I think she needs an experience like this to bring her back to reality and to be a little bit more empathetic and feel what it's like to be like a normal person. Not everyone is in the 1% like she is right now. And to bring her back to give her a little taste of reality. Because she's just like this public figure. Mm -hmm. She's not, I don't know Renata other than her being this rich, quintessential, the status quo, whatnot, Mm -hmm. what have you. And I want to get to know her. And I actually, I I think someone in the comments last week wants the Renata backstory. I forgot your name, but shout out to you because I want the Renata backstory too. Yeah, because she did say she came from nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, can we pull, can you, pull from that part of your life and mm-hmm. remember what it was like to not have nothing but also still remain humble in your riches. Absolutely. Um, because she's just really, really so far removed from what it's like mm-hmm. to be a middle class person. But I am here for quotes, regardless. Oh, yes. All the time. <laughs> and the sass and everything. I love mm-hmm. it. And she can throw all the sass to Gordon. I don't care um, how fault. rude she is to him. Yes, but... And- we did get more backstory on another character, but before that, yeah. we got to tell you something. We really appreciate you guys so much, and you guys gave us five-star reviews last week, and I want to thank you guys so much. Keep giving us those five stars. It really mm-hmm. helps us out, helps us get more people into talking about this amazing show. We love Big Little Lies. Give us a like. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Give us Share us on Facebook. Yeah, you everything. Know, give us some more comments. Tune in live if you can. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes. And did I mention, give us that five-star review on iTunes, because we really, would really appreciate it. And then comment, like, and subscribe on YouTube. Yes. And I do want to shout out, last week I shouted out a five-star review. I want to shout out another one real quick, um, because if you give us a five-star, you you might also get shouted out, like I'm just about to do it right now. <laughs> so I just want to shout out Maceface13, uh, exclamation point, gave us a five-star on iTunes and said, love this podcast. This podcast is a perfect companion to the show. I absolutely love listening to all the hosts slash speakers. They have such an energetic way of expanding on the show while also having fun. Smiley face. So thank you so much, Mace Face. And if you, like I said, give us that five star. I know, right? That is so, that is, that is awesome. (laughs) You like Mace in your face on my face. Um, Yeah, give us a five star and we will shout you out, show you back some love because you are just as much a part of the show as we are. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, let's on let's get to another topic, which is the meat and potatoes of this episode. Yeah, we learn a little bit more about one of the characters, Mary Louise and Celeste. Let's get get to it. My gosh, girl, that slap. Can someone shove her down some stairs? <laughs> I don't want her to die, but just like... Just like some sho- showgirls. Yeah, yeah, like a little friendly shove. And then, you know, she'll have to recuperate so she can't actually be in anyone's way or take care of the boys. And then Celeste will get her life together to right. prove to this woman that she's more than capable of taking care of the kids. Okay. Uh, but um, <laughs> that slap, though, Simone. Oh, we were watching geez. this together. The episode just started. Yeah. It was nice. The kids are having a little pumpkin carving. We're seeing the moms, like, just, you know, chill with yeah. the rosé. In walks in uh, Mary Louise. She brought some some food, whatever. But how, how the hell, first of all, how the hell did she know that there was this was going on? But everyone got uncomfortable with Mary Louise because she informed everyone mm-hmm. that she's getting a unit in Jane's building. And you could literally feel the tension from everyone in that room. Other than the kids. The kids are kind of yeah. oblivious to Mary Louise's mm-hmm. kind of dark side. Yeah. Um, but what are your thoughts on Mary Louise's decision to not only get a unit, but also get the slap, t- the taste slapped in and out of her <laughs> mouth by Celeste? She doesn't know what boundaries are. She clearly just feels 
very entitled to whatever she wants to do. Like, similar to Renata, Renata is very entitled and just thinks she deserves whatever she wants. And Mary Louise is the same way. Here it is. You just learned about Jane's situation and how you're connected to Ziggy. Mm -hmm. Yet you still don't believe her story, but you still want access to her child. Yeah. And then to have the nerve to go rent a space in the same unit as Jane where like you like she knows no boundaries you just moved in with Celeste so one of your kid grandkids mom and mm -hmm. now you're gonna move close to another one you can't just live by yourself and investigate them oh, from I know afar? and like, I was really excited about uh Mary Louise getting a new place same until and that's clearly to get closer to Ziggy because yeah. she already has the boys in her, the twins kind mm -hmm. of in her, in her grasp. Yep. She feels it and she's getting all this new dirt on Celeste. She yeah. just got slapped by her, which was amazing. <laughs> I think her, her lenses, her glasses got like smacked off too, if I remember correctly. <sighs> I was here for it. I didn't know Celeste had that in her. I didn't either. she's so meek. I know. Quiet. But she's growing as uh, Mia. She's like, she spotted it early on. She's like, Celeste is growing. Something within her is coming mm -hmm. out, and we're seeing it. Yep. Um, I have to admit, though, there's a part of Mary Louise that I feel bad for, and I understand why mm. she's crossing those boundaries, because in this episode particularly, I felt the loneliness from Mary Louise. Yeah. I felt her, her isolation. Uh, as I brought up, her backstory was yeah. a little bit expanded when Perry told Celeste about his brother Raymond dying really young at the age of five. And after that accident, Mary Louise's husband left her. Yeah. And so since then, I can understand, I don't endorse it, I yeah. understand how she crosses those boundaries and how she just really idolizes um, Perry because that's her only, her family at mm -hmm. this point. And she's just trying to get in with the yeah. twins and she's, ugh. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not like endorsing her methods oh, no, yeah. at all. No, but not at all. I understand it, and I almost feel bad for the monster. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like, oh. Well, and it makes sense, because there's a reason why, if someone's very manipulative or just cruel in how they operate, there's always a backstory to that. And there's right. a reason. Like, there there was a monster that created the monster. Absolutely. So, learning about how her husband left her mm -hmm. and why she mentioned to Celeste that grief is about I think you uniting, share, you yeah, share it. sharing your grief. She never had that because her husband up and left her. Right. And even though she suspects something of Celeste, I th still think she wants to have that unity of sadness together. Right. And Celeste is having her own introspective moment of dealing with the death of Perry because it's complex because he was also very violent mm -hmm. and it wasn't like their marriage was in a good state. Right. So I don't feel bad. I actually don't feel bad for her. <laughs> Which I mean, is, I. That's totally fine. Yeah, no, I don't feel bad for her, especially considering how, like, her wanting to take the kids away from Celeste and right. just her being so sneaky. And then also her being very apathetic towards Jane and her story as a rape victim. So I feel sorry for her. I don't feel sorry for her <laughs> at all. Work. No sympathy. Work. But I get where you're coming no, from. No, totally. Like, I see, like, I can totally see both sides yeah, of the coin. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, and I will say that she, <laughs> oh, this is so funny. This is just coming to me now how Celeste slapped Mary Louise. <laughs> so Mary Louise did her own little slap at the end of the episode with the slap the petition onto oh, Celeste wow. about taking custody. So what do you think? It's, shout out to the writers. Yeah. It came full circle. The mm -hmm. slap came around the world. Mm -hmm. yeah, she's sharing the slap, okay? Yeah. <laughs> with the petition. 
Um, because like I said, she has all this dirt. She's finding the the, the medication. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But the, the man, the oh, man Joe, who I have to agree, I don't blame Celeste. <laughs> the kids were not in the house. They were with, they were with the grandma. Joe was cute. Yeah, he was, he was a cute little thing, Young bartender. Thing. You know, I was get your cougar on. Come on, hey. <laughs> you, what do you think about this whole petition? Yeah, I'm I'm a little well. Elle Woods. Oh my gosh, her <gasps> name is Elle Woods. Elle Woods. <laughs> oh, we I ha- really we, we have a Reese Witherspoon uh, super fan as as I am. Shout I l- out to you. I like that. Um, Elle Woods said, "My best friend called Mary Louise's legal plans back in episode two. And then Cornelia Amiri um, said that Mary Louise may be thinking that if she can prove Celeste and Jane were involved with killing her son, then she can get custody of all three of the boys. So I think they both, well, shout out to Elle Woods for even anticipating that because I didn't see that coming. Um, But I do think that her pulling this legal card and trying to gain custody of the boys is one that will give her leverage. And it'll also give her leverage with trying to prove that they were a part of the murder, like uh, Cornelia said. But I, I, I just, I, I, I don't even have any words because mm-hmm. it, it's just so bizarre to me that she really feels that she has the right to mm-hmm. do that. And Celeste, yes, she's not completely a hundred back. She's not hundred percent back to her normal self, but let's be very honest. She wasn't normal when Perry was alive. Like, mm. I don't know if she was taking the medication when they when he was still here, but she's always been like a little off and so just emotionally unstable. So this is nothing new. Now she has someone looking at her all the time to place like to judge her and right. now go to the courts to say that she's an unfit mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I will say about Celeste is something that really stands out to me. Uh, is that she's never once, I think we talked about it before, she's never once uh, gotten defensive or it's almost as if she's so, such an advocate of all the other women that that Perry could have possibly abused or raped. You know, obviously that was brought up before this, as soon as uh, Mary Louise brought up the other possible women that Perry has went with, she slapped, that's when she slapped Mm -hmm. her. And I just think she's such a good ally. And I love, like, she could easily, like, uh, hate these women or kind of like oh, look yeah. down on them for that but no she's been such a great friend to yeah. to Jane I think it's because they have the common like the common factor or the common thread that connects her and Jane is Perry and his abuse the, right and although she wasn't raped by him as Jane asked did he rape you she's still she abused. was abused by him and assaulted time and time again so she understands and can right. empathize and it's easier for her to be an advocate because it's almost like Mary Louise not believing Jane is like Mary Louise not believing Celeste that she mm-hmm. was abused. Right. And speaking of Jane, I just want to talk about her real quick because she didn't have too much in this episode, but we're seeing um, th- her and Corey still be together mm-hmm. and it's cute. And I really yeah. want something to happen like posit some some kind of positivity to come yeah. out of this because I want Jane because Jane's still she's a survivor of rape but she's still it's almost as if like she fears sex or it's kind of sexual acts because mm-hmm. she's seeing we're seeing her kind of distance herself from Corey yeah. she brought him to the party that mm-hmm. was cute um but yeah that's really sad to kind of see yeah. Jane still suffering and she seems like she has it together which a lot of these characters kind of like oh yeah. i have it together no but you're really suffering deep down mm-hmm. 
through this pain, through the abuse that you suffered yeah. with. Um, I think I'm proud of Jane for putting herself out there because that does take a lot of strength and right. courage. And we're seeing her still struggle with that. But I um, am, I was, I respected Corey for his willingness to mm -hmm. like, or him telling her that he could trust her mm -hmm. or trust him and him being very like emotionally inclined to right. comfort her in that moment when he took her hand after she said that. Right. And you know, she didn't, she didn't like hold his hand back, but baby steps. Right. And uh, it's not going to be an easy road. There are definitely going to be some bumps. Right. Just because this is her first relationship since the incident. Mm -hmm. And also, I just have to say, shout out to the single moms out there, single parents. Yeah. You can still do it. You can still work a full time job, have that baby or multiple babies. Mm -hmm. And I just love seeing a character like Jane. She doesn't, even though if it doesn't work out with her and Corey, she's gonna be a strong independent woman yeah. support her child get her money and do her yeah and so shout out to all the single parents out there and just i just want to say that yes and i love that she uh is so open about talking about the trauma because i think that makes she's she's able to like maintain her emotional health that way right. and talking about it with ziggy in a mm -hmm. appropriate way for a child to understand and then even talking about it with Corey and then openly mm -hmm. discussing it with celeste so her constantly doing that i think is also healthy for her and hopefully will slowly allow her to mm -hmm. get back to feeling comfortable mm -hmm. being intimate with someone well Speaking of that, Simone, yeah. two people aren't comfortable being intimate with each other, oh, and that's geez. my girl Madeline. Oh, she got and, curved. And Ed. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I do. I have to say, I do love them together, despite her infidelity. Yeah. I do love the idea of Reese Witherspoon and uh, Adam Scott just being <laughs> together, because they just look like a very cute couple, they and I just I idolize them. Um, but obviously, there's still trouble in paradise. Ooh, How much did you love the scene with Madeline outside and her daughter comes up, Chloe, and <laughs> the opposite? There's a door <laughs> picture. There's a door picture of a door, and there's a picture of her mom, Madeline, <laughs> and it says opposites. And Madeline asks, "What? What? What is this?" And she says, "The door is it's hinged. The door is hinged." <laughs> So, in a nutshell, Madeline is unhinged. Um, how much were you living for the shade? I love Chloe. <laughs> Chloe is a little Madeline. She's a little, she's a shady princess. She <laughs> hasn't gotten the queen status yet, but she's coming for, for the throne, Madeline, and watch out. Your daughter mm, <laughs> literally just shaded you, read you, and did it in such an, like a... A smart educational way because she was doing her homework. Right, <laughs> I lived. Her for mom it. was the inspiration, and Ed was also living for it too. Ed was there too. Yeah, I remember that. He was sitting there. They're outside on the patio or whatever. Yeah, he was like, "Okay, I'm not the only one who sees it. Our daughter sees it too." Mm -hmm. And there is an interesting conversation kind of brought up. We see Madeline as this confident woman. She's very uh, opinionated. She's not afraid of really speaking her mind yet. When she was going through those problems of their relationship, she didn't once ever speak to Ed about it. She was very closed off, and that's when the infidelity happened yeah. with the other man. So when Ed brought that up to her in the kitchen, Madeline didn't really have a, like a, a solid, solid response to that. Yeah. And she just continues to say, it's not you, it's me. me. There's something internal with her. So what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, when she said that, I was like, what? I was trying to think what could possibly be wrong with her mm -hmm. why she felt the need to do that and 
do you think it's potentially her not going to college? The therapist bringing that up, her oh, yeah. deciding to not go to school is linked to her infidelity, but I just don't that see there, how those two things would be There has to be, be connected. more yeah. to that. And I guess her parents. Parents, because dad cheated yeah. on her mom. There's that. So I think maybe the, the, the infidelity with her parents and maybe the college something... So I think there's a connection there. Maybe yeah. we're missing. We need another puzzle piece. Exactly. We almost got it. To put it together. Maybe she rebelled as a child or a teenager and a young adult after the infidelity. Mm-hmm. I know that's predictions, but possibly. <laughs> um, but you brought up earlier with Renata about Ed and Nathan at the party. Because yes. clearly, I mean, they they were they've been t- <laughs> with Madeline before. Nathan <laughs> knows he's been he's been to that game, been there, done that, whatever. Um <laughs> And I think he's kind of, he was kind of like trying to, you know, be there for Ed. But then Ed's, if, if Ed's, if someone's not going to be responsive, mm-hmm. don't, don't bug them. Yeah. Nathan grabbed his, his little fro wig. He's fitting right into that party of eight year olds because he's acting just like a child. Well, the kids are more mature than yeah. them two right now. I mean, come He literally took the, almost snatched the man's wig. <laughs> he like made a face too. He's like, oh. That was no. How old are you? You you're the one who was just asking for Ed's help with your marital issues. Now you're gonna sit up here and taunt him. And he talked to Bonnie too. Yeah, he actually did that. Like unlike you, Ed is a lot more emotionally mature, and intelligent, and wouldn't just resort to taking someone's wig off or just like being so petty, aggressive, and silly. Yeah, like it was so juvenile. I'm like. I, he looks hot, and that's about it. His Nathan. character is so... <laughs> I, yeah, I still don't understand Nathan that much. <laughs> Everyone's kind of being fleshed out, but Nathan, I'm like, who are you, yeah, dude? Like, he's still a mystery. Why, why are you like this? And why is Bonnie with you? No. But he is very attractive, Eric Grace Simone. Yes, he is. Um, but yeah, there's and then there's that question of, like, are Bonnie and Ed getting closer? Is Nathan jealous, maybe, of Ed, you know, befriending Bonnie? He doesn't know yet that he needs to be jealous, but... We'll see about it's that. It's coming. Um, was there anything else about Jane or Jane. Uh, Madeline or anything I'm missing by chance? I, I'm so happy that I love that people aren't afraid to approach Mary Louise and come oh, to her yeah. and call out her crap. Like Jane coming to defend Celeste. First of all, get you a friend like that who right. will defend you behind your back, even if someone's trying to speak badly on your name. And... Uh, Everyone clearly sees Mary Louise for who she is. Like, there hasn't been one mom who's like, oh, your mother-in-law is so sweet. Because she's not. She's conniving Mm -hmm. and sneaky. So, shout out to Jane for being a really good friend and sticking up for Celeste in that moment. I agree. She's going to need some uh, good luck in that unit because Mary Louise is really not going to know where to limit herself. But... And Mary Louise isn't going to be moving anytime soon. Do no. you see? Did you see her view of the beach? I was like, <laughs> damn, Mary Louise, you got a nice unit. And then <laughs> the lawyer telling her to call all those really good lawyers in Monterey because once she calls them, they won't be able to represent Celeste. And I was just right. like, oh, gosh. that was dirty. That was so messed up. That was dirty. And oh, God. I just, but I'm, I'm here for just the women kind of like banding together. Yeah. They're not going to let this happen. Yeah. And as, as you brought up Jane, confront her. That's going to be really mm-hmm. interesting in the future. She needs more confronting. Right. Even though she's like, she's, she perseveres. Like she doesn't, she doesn't get scared off. Yeah. She's but, like, ah. 
one last thing I'll say about Mary Louise. I know she has all this evidence in this dirt, but it's I I don't see it as physical evidence. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, we need like some kind of footage, proof, right? Raw footage. Yeah. Like, she slapped you, but how can you prove that? No. Are you going to go back and get her medication at her right. house? Is she even going to let you in? How can you tell the detective yep. who that detective is just there? She's there and lurking. Right. And then Bonnie going up to her and cursing oh, her out. Oh, Bonnie. Ooh. Let's get on to Bonnie because Bonnie had an interesting episode along with her mother, Elizabeth. Mm. Okay, so. I'm a little afraid. Yeah. Should I just bring it up right now about Go the vision? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, first off, before we get the vision, Bonnie seemed to be doing very well at the party. Mm-hmm. She was smiling. She was dancing with Renata. Mm-hmm. She, I loved her. Sure, she had the best outfit. Yes. The best seventies look <laughs> by far. For I sure. liked Madeline's outfit the best. I. It was giving me a they, little bit of uh, legally blonde, blonde vibes for some reason. <laughs> oh, I also did like Celeste too. Oh yes. It's, uh-huh. it's hard to pick. Okay. Yeah. Um, but she's doing good. I think those talks with Ed have been helping. Mm-hmm. Maybe her mom also being there is helping, but also her mom was kind of annoying her at the party, too. Right. She's trying to seem to almost touch her head to maybe yeah. read, get some kind of... Because uh, we, we've been... Tr- read her mind. Yeah. <laughs> mind control. No, but she's, we've thought about her possibly being clairvoyant. We talked about last uh, week. And lo and behold, her mom, as we're leaving the party collapses on the floor from a stroke Mm -hmm. which leads to a seizure and so this eventually leads to bonnie just being very broken back to how she was originally at the beginning of the season and we come to this vision where we we see elizabeth having a vision of bonnie drowning yeah she's dead in the water so i know this is kind of predictions this was kind of bonnie's storyline in this episode but what were your thoughts on everything that just went down with bonnie i said it i said i don't know if it was last no two weeks ago in predictions i said someone's gonna drown i mean bonnie's mom laid it out for us made it very obvious but seeing that vision of her in the water you said that you think someone killed her and she's Mm -hmm. in the water and my immediate reaction was that she drowned or consciously tried to kill herself and then drowned regardless it makes total sense why that woman reacted that way and now is in critical condition. Mm-hmm. And both Bonnie and her, I don't know, is that her stepdad or her dad? You were questioning whether or yeah, not. Yeah, because I believe in the books, if I remember correctly, Bonnie's, uh, uh, th- that's Bonnie's stepdad. Okay. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. I think yeah. Bonnie's real father was abused. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I completely yeah. forget. But... I think in the show, that's also not her dad. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's just her mom's hmm. significant other. I don't know yeah. if that's her her stepdad or... that's just Biological dad. Right. I, it hasn't been confirmed in the show, at least. Yeah. Well, if her... I don't know how her mom is functioning, having these psychic visions all the time, because that's debilitating. And right. maybe there is a history of her having really traumatic visions and then physically reacting to it. But... Rajiv in the live chat Rajiv Dixon said I don't like the psychic angel thing I like the mother's intuition but not the supernatural stuff Mm. Um, but it's kind of like she can't help it you know she can't help that she can see these visions that's that's a raven moment yeah I got concerned though because I thought she was going to go off on Celeste when she was getting ready to leave and then then she Mm. like passed out I don't know I thought she was going to be like my daughter is 
this and this mess are going through this stuff because of you but yeah. she was just about to pass out and because that's why. she seemed as she was touching bonnie when they were dancing she seemed to kind of see something yeah when she did that mm-hmm. so i just want to know if they are trying to go in full-on supernatural yeah. or just kind of tease that a little right. bit. I don't know if you can necessarily tease that. I think you, if you're going to go for it, you got to go for it. Right. And so it's really interesting. I'm really interested in seeing how far they're willing to go for this particular angle. Yeah. It's interesting, though. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that's about it for the episode. It was an amazing episode. If there's anything we thought or forgot, please let us know. Mm -hmm. But we got to get to a special segment first and later on news and gossip. So why don't we get to our special segment? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Mia's not here. She's the special segment queen. So I have to take the reins and be a little shady. But this week, we aren't going to do our uh, two truths and a lie. We're actually kind of doing our first episode special segment where we have two scenarios kind of similar from the show and we're going to figure out if we're going to actually be truthful mm. or lie. Why you always lying? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for getting the booth. <laughs> All right, so first off, we're going to go with Renata's storyline. Yes. And we saw her kind of lie in the sense that, you know, she's going filing for bankruptcy, but yet she's going off full throttle with this party. Simone, would you go ahead with this party and act like nothing's wrong and go all out extravagant? Or would you kind of be truthful and kind of have like a a, a lesser, a cheaper party? What would you do in her predicament? The latter. (laughs) I literally just thought if I am running out of money and we're slowly going down the drain, I'm going to be like, you know what? Let's scrap that extra party and let's do something really low key intimate friend like an intimate setting close friends and family so we can save a little bit of coins that we have <laughs> left i would not be putting myself out there like we're already struggling you don't want to go full out swan no. song style but okay. may- maybe you know she already paid for everything in advance so right she wasn't going to get her money back anyway <laughs> if that's the case go all out not getting that deposit back <laughs> get those dollar tree decorations girl Oh, that's what would a, you do? I don't know. I I feel like I would have to go all out. Yeah, honestly. I figured, yeah. Because like I, I'm a liar, y'all. I'm fake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just want to have a fun party. Like, if I have the money, if I already paid for it, Simone, yeah. I'm gonna go have that full on party. Yeah. And let us know what you think in the chat or in the comments. <laughs> would you? Would you play along with us? Would you? Yes. Go, would you save some money or would you go all out? Mm-hmm. And for our second segment, yeah. Okay, this is Jane and Mary Louise. Um, would you speak up about, or not necessarily being in their similar predicament, but if like your in-law with your significant other's in-law, if they decided to kind of move near you, whether it's, whether you have an apartment or a house, if, would you be okay with them living near you and your significant other? Or would Mm. you be honest and be like, you know what? I'm not comfortable with you living that close to us, Mary Louise. I'm sorry. You're a monster. (laughs) So what would you do in that predicament, Simone? Okay, so is my in-law crazy like she is? Or is my in-law like... Maybe they're not crazy, but they get on your nerves. Oh, I would have an issue with it. (laughs) And you would speak up? To my... (laughs) I would speak up to my husband first. You have to speak up to them, though. Oh, I would speak up to her? Yes. Would you be Jane... Would you be Jane or would you would you be Madeline? I don't know. Okay. Ooh, that's 
hard. Oh, it's no, a hard one. It's okay. okay. It's okay. You could yeah. speak if you okay. do what you would in that predicament. You could speak and, to yourself. In that situation, just because I don't like confrontation, I am so bad at it. And especially because she is an elder, I probably wouldn't say anything. I would most likely be passive aggressive about it and then talk behind her mm. back to my to my own mother and my <laughs> friends and then talk to my husband and be like, your mother. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Probably would not go to her face just because we already have tension in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So to, uh, it would just be like, m- like making things worse if I approached her. Okay, but I wish I had the balls. To do I that. like that. No, it's hard. It yeah, is really hard to. Come... She's still your mother-in-law. And right. She's a superior. I think with me, I would do something similar. To be honest, yeah. so I can't even say. I can't even say like, "Samo, don't do that." No, <laughs> I think I would be honest with my significant other. A big, yeah. Hey, I don't really like this, and hopefully, maybe my significant other would talk to their their mom or their dad whoever it is go. that's annoying me yes. would kind of you know don't move there move a little further yeah. away and he he has he, that's his mom so he is more comfortable they have a better rapport for him to say something like that if right. it came from us her in-law or her like daughter they're not gonna listen yeah she'd be a lot more defensive about it right just listen. yeah honey take care of your mom come down <laughs> take take a seat and move far away. <laughs> well, let us know what you d- would do. Would you speak to your significant other about the situation, or would you confront the in-law directly? Yeah. So play along with us. That was our special segment of the week. Thank you. That was Thanks. awesome. I, well, I can't. I have to do my best to live up to Mia's spe- yeah. special segments because they're so freaking fun. They are. And she will be back next week. Mm-hmm. And so will Jesse, I think. Yeah. So let's get on to some news and gossip, right, Simone? Yes. Give us that tea. Alrighty, you guys. We're just never gonna get enough of the Monterey Five. Nope. And you have something to look forward to because Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman are both gonna star in a Netflix film that is by Ryan Murphy. It's called Prom. (gasps) And it's an adaptation of the Tony-nominated Broadway musical. So Meryl Streep's gonna be in it. Nicole Kidman, Aquafina, James Corden, Ariana Grande. Oh my (gasps) goodness. Keegan-Michael Key and Andrew Rennell's they're among some of the A-listers who are going to be in this movie. This is Ryan Murphy's first uh, Netflix film. Wow. So he has a deal with Netflix. So, uh, yeah, it's about a... It follows a lesbian student in the fictional conservative town of Edgewater who wants to bring her girlfriend to her school's dance. And then when the two are banned from attending, a cast of Broadway luminaries band together to fight the injustice. And then it's, like I said, it's the first movie project announced oh, under Murphy's Netflix deal. That's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan Murphy, for yeah. making this. You have Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, Aquafina, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Like, oh, I'm already gosh. sold. You guys, man, look for that I'm gonna be like the minute it comes out I'm watching that y'all better keep your Netflix subscriptions please okay (laughs) I know I am exactly I love it and then our girl Miss Zoe Kravitz got married this weekend in Paris so this is her family at their at the wedding rehearsal and her Big Little Lies cast came Shailene was there Reese and Laura Dern and then um, they also were all at the um, the wedding so that's the cast and then Denzel's right there oh my gosh and um zoe said that she like how they met she like asked a friend um that she wanted to meet someone but she was like not even to get serious i just want to get laid wait who said that (laughs) zoe she just said she just wanted to get laid and then um you know she met carl that's his name and then they just kind of fell in love oh my god so this is reese at the wedding 
love it. And then Queen. everyone was there. So Ree, Shailene, Laura, Nicole. And Nicole also, remember, she used to date Lenny Kravitz. Right. So isn't it just interesting how family dynamics are all connected? Especially in Hollywood, man. Oh, like, yeah. Everyone is, like, connected down the line. Why weren't, okay, but why weren't we invited? Just saying. Yeah. I'm a little offended. Yeah, especially because this was the big <laughs> ceremony. They actually had a civil... Um, they had a civil ceremony oh, like earlier okay. this year, but oh. this was their big shebang. So. All right, the celebration. Yeah. Okay, so they kind of went, they did a Renata. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, we're going to spend that extra money. No yeah. Dollar Tree ornaments or mm-hmm. decorations. I love it. And petty. So, so good. Yeah. Thank you, Simone. Of that course. was it, right? Yes, that was <laughs> it. Like, I don't want to be like, we're done. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Such good news. I didn't know that. See, girl, keep playing with that news and gossip. <laughs> So, unfortunately, we do have to wrap up soon, but not just yet. we got to get to our predictions. Yes. After Buzz TV predictions. Dun, 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 dun. All right. All right, Simone. Can we do this? Can we predict on what's going to happen to the Monterey Five? Oh, wow. Hmm. All righty. What's going to happen? I think that Madeline and Ed are... There's really... It, they're done. Yeah. It's. I don't see it going up for them. I think Ed has every right to feel betrayed yeah. and lied to. And he clearly didn't want to be intimate with her in that moment. And Madeline's trying, but mm-hmm. just from the vibes that I'm getting from him and then them as a couple, it's right. just, it's not there. I honestly just feel like everyone's marriage is going to crumble. Right. No, no, I don't think, even if they end up staying together internally, it's still going to be toxic and bad. Nathan and Bonnie aren't on the same page. She's clearly not talking to him. Renata and Gordon, right. she has every right to he cut to him. <laughs> yeah, like so. And then, uh, yeah, Celeste is dealing with the death of her husband. Right. So I just all of these marriages she got are going to end. She got Joe. <laughs> True. No, but that you're completely yeah. right. And you just reminded me about the scene with Renata and Gordon in the back seat. Yeah. That was so funny, <laughs> and I thought that was so. Uh, that totally was kind of like a, a symbol of how yep. constrained she feels now that her wealth is just depleting. That's a good parallel. Yeah. Any more predictions that you think are going to happen? Because, girl, I don't even know what's going to happen. I think Bonnie's mom is going to be in the hospital for a while. I don't think she's going to wake up. Or maybe she will. Was she waking up towards the end? Kind of. I couldn't tell. She just didn't look good. Yeah, I don't... I think Bonnie's a huge suspect. Sorry, any more thoughts? That's it. I think Bonnie's a huge uh, suspect for town, especially the detective, especially for Mary Louise, because Mary Louise probably looking at her like, who are you? Mm-hmm. We saw her in the beginning of the episode give her a weird-ass look. I don't yep. know if you caught that. She was looking at Bonnie all funny-like. But she why lo- would she give her a funny look? She has no reason to. Right, but I think she kind of just looking at Bonnie like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing with... I feel like everyone here has a reason to be here other than you. You, you know, that's kind of how I'm perceiving it. And also the the, detec- the detective kind of is looking at Bonnie sideways because Bonnie went off of her in the yeah. hospital. She makes her look guilty, right? Um, oh man, I don't want I don't want Ed and Madeline to <laughs> the end. Gosh darn it! Uh, ugh, gosh, I had a, I have had another prediction, but I'm completely blanking on it. Unfortunately, you can uh, bring it next week. I'll leave, I'll leave it in the comments. But yeah, so that too. Everyone tuning in live. Let us uh, know what you think is going to happen. Your predictions, your thoughts, your theories in the comments mm-hmm. below. Keep talking with us until next week. We really appreciate that. Until then, Simone, where can we find you on social media? Yes, you guys can find me at Simone A. Thomas on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, and you can find me on all social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram, at Ollie Dreamer. And we will be back next week 
for episode five of Big Little Lies season two. Until then, bye guys. guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.